beer tax, uh, wine tax, of course, has gotten under the skin of Canadians as well. What also has gotten under the skin of Vancouverites, of course, was that single-use cup fee. Vancouver City Council repealed that controversial uh, 25-cent fee last night. It had been placed for over 13 months. The fee will officially be abolished on June 1st of this year. Uh, Last night, after uh, the repeal occurred, uh, Councillor Rebecca Bly uh, spoke uh, to media. This morning, she also spoke to our Simi Sarah. Take a listen. Frontline business workers, particularly coming out of COVID last year, but ongoing through the entire year, were dealing with a lot of uh, negative interactions with their customers, trying to explain what the speed was all about. In the outset, it was negatively impacting low-income folks who were getting, let's say, like a free coffee voucher for McDonald's or Tim Hortons or a place like that, and then would go to collect it and would have to pay the 25-cent fee. People have found that they're getting charged the fee, even though they get the reusable cups, so they're having to make sure that that fee's not on there. And even in instances having to try and get refunds. At the time, people were not even allowed to bring their reusable cups or find themselves in situations where they can't bring a reusable cup, like arenas or the p e or bubble tea or blizzards. I mean, the list goes on. Now, the repeal of that cup fee was part of the broader conversation uh, of, for the city in regards to dealing with climate change. It was uh, often discussed during the last uh, administration, and part of it also included the that parking tax that I think irked a lot of uh, a lot of uh, Vancouverites. Uh, joining me now to talk a little bit about not just the cup fee, but more importantly, do we have a role to play in climate change, and how does that fit into the context of running a city? Uh, joining me now is Mike Klassen, uh, ABC Vancouver City. Councillor Mike, thanks for joining us. Jazz, I am so excited to be back here in studio. I think I'm your second guest in, uh, what, three years or something yes, like that? Yes, it Amazing. is. You know, it feels great to actually have a conversation with a human being rather than just hearing about it through your earphones, but actually seeing a face and having a conversation. So thank you so much for coming in. My pleasure. And we're hopefully, this is once again another stage of a post-COVID environment, but we have lots to talk about here. First of all, uh, last night, uh, Rebecca Bly obviously spoke to Simi Sarah this morning, uh, said it was the right thing to do. Um, are we going to, this particular council, are you... When it comes to this this particular um, cup fee, are you the party that is now going to focus a bit more on practical, pragmatic issues and perhaps less on big picture, climate change, let's leave it to uh, senior levels of government to deal with and focus more on, as I like to say, potholes and community centres and garbage pickup? Local government has an important role to play, and Vancouver has been a leader on climate initiatives, and that's not necessarily going to change. But the fact is, is that just to use the example of the cup fee, we need to have tangible uh, initiatives that are actually going to work in terms of driving driving down uh, greenhouse gases, uh, uh, waste streams. And um, so I think our approach to this is we've got to really look at the policies and decide how we're going to meet some of the targets that we've set. So you're very familiar with uh, the greenhouse gas goals that uh, are set out in the, uh, the Paris Accord and elsewhere. Vancouver has its own goals of becoming, uh, reducing the overall emissions to I think 2007 levels by 2030. We have set targets for ourselves uh, over the last decade and we've missed all those targets. So the the news and the briefing we got around the climate emergency action plan yesterday from staff was not good. It said that we're not going to be able to hit those targets unless we make some changes. Um, So I think we need to have put everything on the table, have every tool in the toolkit. Now, to your question about whether cities uh, can do all the other things too, 
we're going into a budget cycle right now, mm-hmm. and it's, I think it's going to be really important as we are right now and as, as, as people who follow what we've been doing at City Hall – Budgets usually get tabled in December, but that's when we were being sworn into government. We said we need to take a look at the numbers, take this budget and make it our own as much as we can, given the fact that many of the decisions uh, that are going to affect how we spend money in the city were made by previous governments. But we are doing a deep dive into every department and trying to figure out how we can get some of those core, really vital basic services uh, back on track. And I'll give you an example. Uh, One of the things that was... Not entirely surprising to me, but the number is quite shocking. Um, I think a lot of people would agree the city streets have looked kind of gritty. The gardens have not been properly mended. You hear about it all the time on, it's, on it's, the show. It's made me crazy as a, as a citizen of the city, and, and I'm very proud of Vancouver, and I want it to look good. I want it to look as good as our neighbors. We cut that budget by 25% 10 years ago. The garbage, the garbage pickup, and just or just staff, just the cleaning. So the, basically, the horticulture, um, sort of the street cleaning, the things that that are highly noticeable in the summertime. So when you go down um, a lot of major thoroughfares, if there's a boulevard, sometimes you see weeds that are waist high, and that's been the, the case for a long time. And so we can't have that anymore. I mean, if in part of our mandate is to make sure that the city can feel proud of ourselves again. So we have to go into that budget cycle and say, how do we get those numbers back up to where we can actually do those services properly? You know, some will say this is petty, but when you look at Vancouver's brand or Canada's brand, people, I, all, I get this from relatives who come from other parts of the world. You're a clean city. You're a clean country, which basically tells me, hey, the basics, which is infrastructure, we do well. And that, that to me is what a G7 country, G7 city should look like. But when you tell me, why would you cut, the, cut it by 25%? I'm trying to understand, what was the justification? Do you know? It, it, well, I, I know when it was done. I can guess why they decided. But I think that what was told to me by our, our uh, engineering staff is the city looks pretty good. Perhaps we can cut back on what we're doing there and spend that money elsewhere. And I think that's what we're facing now. And I think that's the the, the hard reality that we're facing as we get through the numbers. We've been in a structural deficit in many areas in the city for quite some time. And this is just one example. I think our parks uh, budget has also uh, suffered. It didn't help that we lost millions in parking revenue when we put in the bike lane, which is one reason why we decided that we needed to rethink how we're going to do that bike lane to get some of that parking revenue back that allows us to make sure that we properly fund and and take care of our parks. We are speaking to Mike Klassen. He's the ABC Vancouver City Council. We're talking about, of course, the repeal of the single cup uh, fee uh, that occurred last night. Uh, we're also talking broadly about what role uh, that a city has, what a city have when it comes to dealing with climate change. Some have been quite disappointed in yesterday's decision uh, and I've also talked about the city's climate justice charter and you have to be doing more. Uh, but also within that context, as, as Mike said, you know, you still have to be um, dealing with the garbage and dealing with potholes and your community centres as well. So we're trying to talk, we're talking about what is that 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 middle that cities must um, so that course they must uh, move on and move towards in regards to dealing with all these issues? But at the same time, there is no doubt in my mind. After ten years, there is a desire from from citizens, certainly in Vancouver, about uh, getting back to the basics. So give me a call on the open line. I do want to hear from you six zero four two eight zero ninety eight ninety eight star ninety eight ninety eight on your cell phone. Uh, let's go to the open line. Let's go to Maureen in Vancouver. Hi, Maureen. Hey there. Mike and and Lisa are going to drive yourself crazy. We're we're not measuring correctly. Since 2010, mm-hmm. yes, we have not 
dropped the overall GHGs, but we've added 340,000 people. So we've actually declined on a per-person perspective by 14%. You can't measure a number when we keep bringing people in. You can't use the overall number as a measure. We're doing well. We're doing well as a city. I mean, there's still going to be more people moving here, but you're right. The numbers are – the challenge is still going to be there. Like Vancouver is not like it's it's not attracting citizens. And with greater density, yeah. you're going to have even more. Uh, there's been – and thank you, caller. I, 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 of course, there's been more people who have come into the city. I, I think um, uh, sort of the net per person uh, greenhouse gases might be relatively the same. But we, I, I do think that some of the policies that we're looking at now uh, in terms of uh, our building envelopes uh, – building code that we're looking at, um, uh, the way we use transportation, the move to EVs. I think we're only sort of scraping the surface and what we can do in terms of uh, carbon offsets. And um, those are things that we can ask uh, as, as a measure, for example, um, uh, you know, how many EV st- charging stations can we put in some of our new buildings and so on. So there are tools in our toolkit to try and get us there. But I think um, it, you know, the city has a role to play in this, as, as I mentioned earlier, on, but it also has a really important role to play in terms of supporting its population. And we saw, of course, during the heat dome and during some of the uh, weather extremes that we saw in 2021, we know that there are conditions out there that uh, that affect a lot of us. We had hundreds of people die during the heat dome. Those are the kinds of measures that we really need to uh, be very proactive on and, uh, and, and make our city much more resilient going forward. And I, I would agree with you on that. I think it was 600 plus British Columbians died during that heat dome. Yep. I think 100 in the city of Vancouver. Uh, I know in, in the city of New Westminster, their now mayor, who's been on our show, Patrick Johnson, has talked about cooling centers and making sure the community centers are there for uh, a vulnerable population. I don't think anybody in the city, taxpayers especially, would, would disagree with that. But it's a question of, of the other bigger pictures, things that some of people's taxpayers will say, wait a minute here, that, leave that to the Victoria or leave that to Ottawa. And I think that's that's the challenge. And in regards to the other question, the other point the caller made there in regards to people are moving here, uh, I saw you at the conference yesterday at the Buildex conference, which is the, the, the biggest construction conference west of Toronto. And we heard from one of our speakers of all the immigrants that come to Canada, about 19% end up in BC. And of that 19, 16% of that 19 end up in Metro Vancouver. Mm-hmm. And the city of Vancouver itself is, 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 is just attracts many, many people and will continue to do so, right? So, oh, absolutely. We yeah. Disproportionately, I think, across Canada. And, um, and of course, that's great. I mean, they, they contribute to the economy um, and they are filling roles that are absolutely necessa- necessary for us. Um, but it puts pressure on housing and other uh, infrastructure. Absolutely. Let's go to uh, Trevor in Vancouver. Hi, Trevor. Hey, Jazz, I just want to speak to the point that your uh, councillor was making about the budgets. Now, if you look back historically in Vancouver, they, they really got off track when Vision Vancouver and uh, Jeff Mick and Gregor Robertson had their pet projects. Um, that really took away from the, the, the core services, whether it was, um, you know, giving Chip Wilson a, a quiet road on Point Grey Road or whatever. They, they were unnecessary, and they, they really ate into the coffers. I mean, uh, Vision Vancouver, if you look at them, I mean, do you remember what their mandate was, what they ran on on the original term? It was to end homelessness. I would call that a fail if you if you look at the city of Vancouver in their in their thing. And once again, going back to the original point here, is that's when we got off track in the city of Vancouver. So it really pains me when I hear a guy like Peter Ladner grovel over bike lanes when we put in a, a, so many of them in the, in the Stanley Park one of the, the thing when we just don't have the funds to to keep doing these things when 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 everything else is suffering. 
Trevor, thanks for your call. Appreciate it. Good point. Uh, just uh, we have about 20 seconds here. Uh, the budget process starts now. When does it end? When do you actually sort of talk about some of these things in a public way? So we are going to be tabling it. I, uh, the, the first draft budget, I think, of the uh, next go around the council, which is in a couple of weeks from now. And then we, uh, I'm sorry, I, I think next week. And then uh, we will have to finalize the budget uh, a couple of weeks after that. So it's coming up fast and furious. And there's a lot of important decisions. And hopefully there's more money for garbage pickup. So fingers crossed. For sure. I want to thank our guest, Mike Klassen, the Vancouver City Councilor.